daydreaming about dragons. Hey folks, I was doing dishes the other day, which is prime, I mean, right up there with shower for daydreaming time for me. I can't tell you how many times I'm doing dishes and I have to dry off my hands real fast to write down an idea or dry off my hands real fast to type out an idea. It happens. The, the struggle is real. And that's why I like doing dishes. And I was listening to Sly Flourish's YouTube channel, and it was a live stream, so it might have been a Twitch stream. I don't know what the video was, but he was talking about, I'll, I'll put a link to Sly Flourish's YouTube videos. I don't, he has tens of thousands of followers. I don't think he needs any of my help, but I apologize for not knowing the actual link. He was talking about G DMing, because he, he's kind of D&D focused, uh, adventures where the players are at a party with a lot of people, right? A feast, a party, a big gathering. And I, wanted, and I realized, oh, I've got a technique for that. And I want to talk about what the technique is and, and how I came by it. Okay, here's how I came by it. Uh, I was running a game for my buddy Daniel, and we, we were playing Burning Wheel, play by post, set in the Forgotten Realms. And there were a lot of situations where he would be in a group of people. Um, one in particular, I think, where the technique really broke through for me, he was at a, a feast with, or like not even a feast, it was just like a dinner with a big adventuring party, a big named adventuring party called The Hunt. And I loved making them up, and I loved the idea of an adventuring party as like a big, extended, loud family. And, and you know that, that thing where you're sitting there and you're an outsider in, uh, in a situation and you're just picking up snippets of conversation, right? So that's what I do. That's the technique I use. Uh, rather than write out like pages and pages and pages of dialogue, I gave like one or two sentences for a couple of different conversations and I let him get involved in the ones that interested him. And I realized that's how I usually do those kinds of situations at the table. You don't have to role play with yourself, right? Because that's kind of that can be kind of weird. I've done it, but I don't really like doing it. Where you're sitting there having a conversation, where one you know one NPC is like, "Would you please pass the potatoes?" And the other NPC is like, "Sure, here are the potatoes." And the other player is like, "But I wanted the potatoes." Like it's just that's not a lot of fun to watch, right? You know, you don't you don't want to have to role play out the potato drama. So what do you do? Uh, you can just like describe the conversations, right? When you've got treasure in a chest, you don't take up metallurgy and make the coins and put them all in a chest. Maybe you do. And if so, that's awesome. I'm glad that you have the time and the skills to do that. That's really cool. It's not what I'm interested in, though. I want to get to the good stuff, get to the fun. So I'll just describe different conversations that they're hearing. Right? I, I think back to how you think back at parties. Right? And that's the kind of thing I want. Where you are picking up little snippets here and there. You can kind of drift over. You can mosey. Over in the corner, you see a bunch of people. They're gathered around this one sword that's on the wall. And they're, they're talking about its origins. You hear him say something about how it was, you know, cursed. End of elven make. Right. And, and someone makes a joke and they all kind of laugh at it. And now he's he's talking about how his grandfather won that sword. 
And then over there, they're playing this weird, uh, this weird card game with some sort of drow tarot deck. And uh, someone just picked the, the queen of the demon webs. And uh, they're all talking about what that could mean in context with the rest of the fortunes on the table. Part poker, part tarot. Right? And, and just name a couple of things that are going on. And then when the players get involved, you can develop that a little more. So when you have a party, you don't have to make every single person that's there. Right? You know the main players who you want the players to meet. But... All you need is a couple of different, you know, think of it almost like a dungeon, right? Every little conversation, every little pocket of people is a room, right? And, and just have little pockets. What's interesting in this house? Where would people congregate? Is there a place that people are congregating that the people who did the party, like, what's the kitchen? You know how everyone always ends up in the kitchen at a party? What, what, what's, the version of, what's the version of the kitchen? You know, where's the spot where everyone's congregating, where the person who ran this party was like, oh, I do not want people to end up on this one balcony, right? Or, or this one part of the, the garden. That's always where people end up. And just put, just write it up like a five-room dungeon. Five different conversations, five little things that are going on. And make sure that one or two of them Highlight the person who you want the players to meet, right? So if, there's, if there, you have a goal here, then design those little pockets, those little rooms, those little moments with something specific in mind. You know, be, be thoughtful about it. But you don't have to make up every conversation. You can just say, hey, this is what's going on over there. You know, you hear somebody talking about the war and when they, how they served, uh, you hear people arguing about the new tax law and how, you know, it, it, it's, it's a mess and it's going to destroy our trade with the elves. Just little snippets, little snippets, uh, little awkward moments that are happening. Someone over, you know, someone over near the, near the dance floor is just sloppy drunk. And, and his friend is trying to get him off the dance floor. He's like picking, taking him as by elbow. And his friend is like, oh, don't, don't bully me. I'm not drunk. That's what's happening over there. Right? And you can also build these moments to entice a certain player. Maybe you know a player likes a certain thing. So entice them. You know? Make it up, for the, make it up to, to grab a certain player. And throw things in that you're interested in too. GM, that's, some, that's a piece of advice we don't get often enough. You can make something for you. So let's do that. Put a conversation that's just interesting to you. Maybe someone grabs it and picks it up and runs with it. Maybe not. What I have found is that sometimes I, I make something and I know that someone is going to grab it. I'm pretty confident. But very often I have no idea. And I love that. Absolutely love that. And if nobody grabs anything, then something else is going on. We've got to step back and be like, hey, do we even want to be at this party? Do we want to just like blow past it and wake up the next morning and, you know, do that? You don't have to make up every single thing. Just like you don't have to lay out every brick of your dungeon. 
just have to describe the rooms. So each conversation is a room. You know, you can even set them up exactly like a room. Who's the monster in this conversation? What's the trap in this conversation? What could go wrong for the player in this conversation? How could they come off as just as what could really go wrong in this? Think about that. Think about it as a dungeon. I think that's a cool idea. All right. If you have a technique for making up parties, I'd love to hear it. If you've had a cool feast or party in your games, again, I'd love to hear it. All right? Sounds good. Let's see what the inspiration goes got for us this week. Inspiration Goat has brought me Black Company by Glenn Cook. If you haven't read it, don't worry. We're just going to talk about one particular aspect of it. And I'm going to read a list of names from a list of place names from the Black Company books that are listed in the Black Company wiki. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. I'm just going to read like a couple of my favorite names, right? Uh, Abode of Ravens, Aloe. Barnes, Barrowland, Bastion, Buskin, Catacombs, Chimney, Crater, Deal, Duratile, Dijagor, The Empty Hills, Forsberg, Fred, The Fortress with No Name, Gardens, The Glittering Plain, The Great Barrow, Heart, Hole, Horse, Sien, Hull, the Iron Lily, Juniper, the Jewel Cities, Katovar, Kyolun. Hmm, a couple more. Lords, the Mole Tavern, New Dar, Or, Opal, Overlook, Pedora, the Pillar of Anguish. Here it's nice this time of year. Roses, Rue, Rust, Rye, Sham, Six, Split, the Stair of Tear, Sweeps, Tanner, Thresh, Thud, Tome, Trujan's Wall, Windy Country, the Wolander Mountains. Why do I like these names? So why do these names work for me, right? Some sound very mundane. Okay, Fred is a, a common name where I'm from. So why does it sound interesting as the name of a city? Because that's how language works sometimes. It's evolving. It's changing. Different words in different places mean different things. Fred might be your accountant, but in the land over the sea, Fred is a city-state with the finest assassins in the land. I love that. That's interesting to me. I'm not saying name all your cities Fred. Far from it. But... I like that he's making rules. The author is making rules and breaking them. Uh, I think names work that way. I think they're interesting when when that is applied. So examples on the gaming table. How do I do this? Right? Uh, Let me tell you. So, for example, I've got a bunch of villages in Adventure that I'm running, and I decided to name them after a bunch of streets where I grew up, right? So there's Raymere and Bendermere and Grassmere. So there are the Mears, cool. There's Brower. It still sounds like 
it's coming from the same language or phenome type. Um, but I also grew up near Route 35. So I decided that there was one village named 35. Why? That doesn't make any sense. You're damn right. The way places are named make very little sense. Right? Someone asked me, why is there a village named 35? Because some duke, 700 years ago, decided that all of the village should be numbered. And this is one of the villages where the name stuck. So every once in a while in this countryside, you run across a village with a number for a name. You know? And now you have villagers who are called 35ers. And I like it. I think that's fun. So, and so the other area name in, in where I grew up is Wanamasa, right? It's Iroquois. And I didn't use that, even though it's a really interesting name. Why didn't I? Because, man, I grew up on someone else's land. That's why. Because a genocide was perpetrated and... I'm not going to use their language for my game like that. It just felt off and wrong. It felt appropriative after I got to grow up, grow up in their beautiful countryside that they were kicked off of. So why? Because, because genocide, why? If that makes sense. I hope it does. I hope it doesn't come off as preachy or... Uh, me being uh, trying to be dramatically woke or something. Okay. Onward. Names, names, names. Make a rule. Break the rule. Not sure what to do? Uh, here's some, you know, look at Oxford English Dictionary as your friend. Your public library probably has a subscription to it. So you can probably get to the Oxford English Dictionary, the full, big, mighty Oxford English which is a brute, which, which is not a one-volume dictionary. It's a dictionary that takes up shelves and shelves. It's a beautiful thing. If you've never seen one or seen all the volumes of one, go check it out. And, and the app is one of the expensive apps that I've always been meaning to buy. But I, I've, I've been blessed that I've been in library systems where I get access to it. So I haven't done it yet. haven't dropped the hammer. So Oxford English Dictionary not only has a word and the definition. It also gives you the history of the word, when it was first used, what the roots of the word are, how that name has changed, how the use of the word has changed over time. Want to start naming things? Check out your friend, the OED. That's, that could have been what, uh, what, what the Inspiration Goat was bleeding about. Bleating, not bleeding. The inspiration Goat is fine, perfectly healthy. So that's one of the things about Black Company that really stood out to me is how simple and concise and interesting the names are and, and how we can use that in our own games. And, and naming things is so important. Naming things gives things weight and power. It cements them in people's mind and it makes them real. Name everything you can in your games. Every person. You know, and write that down and if you figure out a filing system for keeping that all straight that isn't online, please tell me. Because I, I have not figured that out. Index cards, notebooks. Whew. 
I lose more game notes than I know what to do with. So anyway, names, names, names. Simple, just like everything creative I think I do, this is how I start. Start simple and let it become complex. Excuse my hiccup. Start simple, let it become complex. Make rules, set a rhythm, break the rhythm. I don't know how to play any instruments, but that's how I imagine improvisational jazz where it works. I am not musical, so if I'm wrong, any jazz players out there, any musicians, I apologize. Same as everything. All right, let's get to the outro. And I made a mistake. Uh, Wanamasa is not a Iroquois name. It is a, a name from the Lenni Lenape or the Delaware or the Lenape tribe. And I cannot have a podcast where I talk about how important names are and then name the wrong tribe. That is <sighs> effing shameful. So shame on me. I'm sorry about that. There it is. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If you would like to support this show, you can do this in a number of ways. You can leave a review on whatever type of app you are listening on. That always helps. So please leave a review. Let people know what they're getting into when they hit play on, on this show. I would love that. That'd be fantastic. And you can also send me a mail. Send me an email. J-U-D-D-K-A-R-L-M-A-N at gmail.com. You know, let me know what's going on at your table. Let me know if any of this resonates with you. And if so, how? And what's happening? What are you playing? How is it going? How are the rules helping? How are the rules hindering? What cool stuff are you making up? What's the coolest thing a player has said at the table in in a while? I'd love to hear any of it. So let me know. Or what's a challenge? You know? But you can just revel in your glory. It doesn't have to be, hey, I've got a problem. You know? So I don't have to be the car. You know, it doesn't have to be like a car talk. Oh, my goodness, my muffler's broken. It could just be my car is amazing. Let me tell you about my car. I love that, too. So drop me a line. You can also leave me a message in the Anchor app. So that's another way to go. Or you could send me an MP3 or make a blog post in response and link me to it. Or make a new show and link me to the new show. Whatever it is, whatever it is that, that, that this brings out in you, I'm, I'm honored. And the other way you can support this show right now is I've got a mini supplement called Paid For in Blood. And it, is, it was written for Trophy, but I think it would be useful for any game that uses any D6s and also possibly has fantasy treasure in it. So if you can think of any games that might have that, this might be useful. It's two bucks. It's over on itch. The profits of that game, which is pure profit, I, I made it myself, and, and everything is copyright-free uh, art, goes to a couple of great charities that I think are important right now, and I'd love it if you could go grab it. So that's another way to support the show, is drop two bucks there. Um, there's also a support the show button. I know times are rough. I know jobs are uncertain. Don't feel like you have to do that right now. Let's just get through this, and uh, we'll come out the other side and then figure out how to best support the show monetarily. Sound good? All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you are washing your hands, covering your face, all that stuff. 20 seconds. You got it down. We've been doing this for, what, seven weeks? We got this.
Let's bust the curve together, and I'll see you on the other side. I'll talk to you later. And by later, I mean soon. <laughs>